When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. You're listening to Women in Leadership Podcast, episode 37. Hi, you're listening to Women in Leadership Podcast, the podcast that empowers you to reach your full potential. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, brand and communications strategist, also known as the podcasting queen. As a leader, do you find it difficult to set and achieve goals? Perhaps you're constantly confronted with challenges, or maybe you feel self-conscious because you just don't have all of the answers, or you fill in the gap. Well, on today's show, I'm joined by Isabel Boniface. Isabel currently holds a leadership role with Microsoft and previously has owned and sold her business. She is a mother to two very busy teenagers, Dylan and Samantha, and wife to Gary. She was born in South Africa and has been living in Australia for the last eight years. Isabel thrives on challenging herself both in her business and in her personal life, and she enjoys the thrill of solving problems that appear unsolvable. She's known as someone who lives for results, and most recently a colleague commented that in a dictionary, Tenacity has a picture of her next to it. And on today's show, Isabel's going to share the value of being surrounded by the right people, why it's important to find opportunity in the chaos, and why vulnerability is not a weakness and much, much more. So welcome to the show, Isabel. Thanks for having me. Some of the things that you have done previously that you're really proud of is starting, running and selling your own business. And tell us a bit more about that. I never set out to really start my own business. Um, I have a tendency to think that I can solve uh, world hunger. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly how I ended up starting my own business. Is I came across a problem within uh, corporate, the corporate environment where I was working. And um, in coming across that problem, I actually realized that it was a problem that I thought I could solve by starting my own business, mm. which is what I did. Mm. Um, with a colleague at the time, uh, we, we resigned, started our own businesses, and we actually were very, very successful at it. But we started with the principle that we would only do it while we were having fun. Mm -hmm. And um, after three years, I stopped having fun. Okay. Sold it. Yeah, fantastic. So that was a startup business that you'd grown. And then at the end of three years, you've decided to, to move on. Fantastic. And so that was in South Africa. And then yes. you said you immigrated to Australia. That's yeah. right. And we've been here nine years. Nine now. years. And how long have you been with Microsoft? Well, I actually worked for Microsoft in South Africa as well prior to starting my own business. And I've been back in the Australian subsidiary for the last six years. Yeah, I'm fantastic. Absolutely loving it. Yeah. <laughs> and something that you and the team at Microsoft are really proud of is that you've just recently won the Australian Business Award for Marketing Excellence. Yeah, Congratulations. Absolutely. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Tell us about that. What were some of the initiatives that the team did that uh, secured that award? 
Well, um, I've actually been in my current role for, for three years. Um, I joined as the SMB marketing lead and uh, really wanted to make a difference as mm. to how we were approaching small businesses. I thought we could have a conversation in a different tone of voice. Um, and we went on this path of permission marketing mm -hmm. to really speak to small businesses when they wanted to be spoken to. Yes. Right in the beginning, when, when I started that journey, my manager at the time said to me, you know, it's one thing to be recognized within Microsoft and winning awards within Microsoft, but it's a completely different thing to be recognized by your peers in the mm. industry. And that became my goal. Yes. So for us to be recognized in the industry as um, an organization that's really made a difference in how we communicate with small businesses is, mm -hmm. is something that we're incredibly proud of. And I love the way that you've said that you had a goal and you've worked towards that and you achieved that. Many women, whether they're in business or they're in corporate, they do have a goal, but there's something that holds them back, whether it's their own inner critic or they just don't think that they can achieve that and they don't really reach out to goals. And even studies have been done that that can happen quite consistently too. What do you think that it is, your, is it an attitude or is it something about your approach that you look at something in a way that you say, you know what, I'm going to achieve that with the team. What is it that you that sort of sets you up to have a goal and then go after that? I think there's a couple of things. I always um, verbalise my goal. So it's not a goal that I set for myself in private. I always go to the team and be that my team at home, so my mm -hmm. husband and my family, um, and say to them, hey, I have a goal and it might be I want to lose weight or mm -hmm. I want to get fit or I want us to save for a family holiday. I verbalize it with other people because that holds me to a higher account. Mm -hmm. But also, um, I, I do have an enormous determination to mm -hmm. achieve what I set out to achieve and I believe that I that I owe it to myself, mm. that I deserve it. Mm -hmm. And not because I'm a woman, but because I'm good enough. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And it's such a great role model for, for women. And I'd imagine too that through the journey there may be some decisions that you've made or some actions that you and your team have implemented and you didn't quite reach the level of expectations. What do you do then? Because the reason I ask that is sometimes when, and women particularly, we may work towards our goals, set little milestones along the way. And unfortunately, when we reach a challenge, we take ourselves out of the running. What do you do? What do you tell yourself? And what do you do as a team? Uh, during the last three years, we made plenty mistakes. And I, I held myself to account to say we own up to those mistakes. Um, we, we tested a lot of things that didn't come to fruition because we were going to such a different approach. Mm. We went 100% digital, so none of the traditional marketing things mm. um, and um, activities that used to be the way that we reached small businesses um, were actually kept in place. So there was a lot of stuff we didn't know um, and we had to test, um, test fast, learn fast and then fail fast. And that fail yeah. fast is not um, a part that you can actually skim over. Mm. You need to be able to be okay with mm -hmm. failing. Mm. Um, and when you do, to actually say, well, you know what, we tried it. Mm. Um, we failed, we failed for a reason. Um, and this is what we've learned out of it and now we move forward mm. and we're gonna test the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. Um, and, and, you know, regardless if you're a man or a woman, you need to be okay with failing. Failing is just part of the process. It's not something to 
be ashamed of and yeah. you shouldn't take yourself out of the running for filing you should be proud of filing mm. um, next week I'm, I'm one of the presenters at the Australian partner conference and um, in that session I'm going to be talking about our failures because uh, you learn from failures and it means you're taking action and you're doing something and it's important as a leader to step up and say you know what we don't get it right every time mm -hmm. because it, it it shows the other people in the room that it you know our leaders get it wrong mm. and we you know we get it wrong all the time yeah and I love that and in actual fact just recently in a podcast interview that I did um, we were talking about as a leader what can we do to make sure that we create an environment that people our team want to be there they respect you and that is one of the qualities that was mentioned that we discussed was a leader who is able to step back and have that conversation that says, you know what, it didn't turn out as we expected. How can we move forward? What's the best approach? And I think that humility and that ability to have that conversation, rather than putting the blame on others, yeah. which unfortunately some leaders do do, that doesn't create for a harmonious collaborative team approach, does it? No, it no, doesn't. No. So one of the things that else that you enjoy doing too, and this is more on a personal level, was learning to ride a motorbike. Looking back at the strategies that you use, I'd imagine that that's the kind of still strategy that you use on a personal level. You have a goal, you, you know that you deserve it, you're worth it, and you just go and do it. Well, learning to ride a motorbike is probably one of those left field things where mm. my husband um, sat up and went, you want to do what? <laughs> um, it's something that he enjoys and I thought it was important for me to, um, to take on a challenge that would allow us to connect back better mm. as a couple. Um, and I thought it was just as I was turning 40 and I thought, what better time for me to actually learn a new mm -hmm. skill? It was probably the most daunting thing I've ever had to do because mm. it really took me back to where you typically are when you're 16, learning mm. to drive, learning to ride a motorbike. Um, I had to go to riding school with 16-year-olds who had better balance and intuition than what I had. Um, but you know what? What I learned out of that is that you're never too old to learn. Mm. Um, you're never too old to learn a new skill. And um, it's always good to put yourself and yourself in those positions where where you're not the most senior person mm -hmm. in the room and that's got all of the skills mm -hmm. um, and it also really made me vulnerable mm -hmm. it made me vulnerable with my husband who who's a very experienced writer he's been writing half his life um, and he really had to support me to get through this mm -hmm. um, it's uh, always a little bit daunting to be married to you know, a very strong career woman mm. and for me to be that vulnerable and falling over and, and you know, crying about the fact that I was struggling and mm. that I didn't know how I was going to get through this and he really stepped up and he was supporting me. That was an amazing, amazing thing for us to go through as a couple but also it was a great exercise for me to go mm. through and I did get my license um, and I did ride a motorbike for two years. Um, and I've just recently decided this this is not necessarily something that I'm going to do until Continue. I'm 60. Yep. But um, you know, I will I will always have a motorbike license, and it's always something that we can do as a couple. Yeah, yeah. It's incredible that when you look at anything that you're doing in life, whether it be business, career, or in personal, when you're learning things, it stretches you. It shares insights about you that I'm sure that you use 
within your day-to-day um, team leadership and things like that as well so yeah and it mm. does teach you that sometimes you do need to you know just step back and you don't always have to be the person that takes the lead and be mm-hmm. in charge you know the, mo- the most and Sometimes it's okay to say, I just don't know. Yeah, yeah. And that leads us to a really great point that you um, can bring some insights and wisdom around, and that is being surrounded by the right people. And I think as a leader, sometimes we assume that we need to know everything, yet what you're saying is you don't. And if you surround yourself with the right people, valuable people who bring different skill sets, that can just uplift and support the entire team. So share a little bit more about that. When I started um, my own business, I was I was a young mum. I have two kids who now are actually teenagers. My my daughter was three years old, actually one year old, when I started my business, and I had my son while I had my business, and my partner at the time also just had a baby. Mm. Um, And you know, today it's more acceptable to have um, you know flexible working environments Mm. in business, but those days it was quite unheard of. And um, when we started our business, we actually decided that we wanted to create a business with the right people regardless of their personal circumstances. Mm-hmm. So we created a very unique business where we um, we actually reached out to women who didn't want to work full time mm-hmm. because of personal circumstances. And that was for a variety of reasons. Sometimes it was children, but sometimes it was distance from living from where, where we had our offices. But we, we recruited the right people, mm-hmm. both from a cultural fit, both from, and, and also from their skills and what they could contribute to the business. And it became a culture in its own right. Um, and we ended up with more than just women, but also men that made yeah. that choice, that they, they would sacrifice what we could potentially not pay in terms of salary, mm-hmm but because we gave that flexibility and that understanding within our organisation. And I've taken that forward in my career and also in the way that I choose my teams Mm. to say, the people that surrounds me is is vitally important and respecting the way that they want to work and the way they approach their work. And I think that's um, so important to to remember as leaders is that when we are really clear and we set an intention and that intention also includes the values and the, the needs, the desires of our team that is similar, that aligns with us as a corporation, as a business, then that means that the people that you attract are going to feel fulfilled that there's meaning in their work because it aligns with them and, and everybody's working together towards the common goal. Yeah. yeah, fantastic. One of the other things that you say is to find opportunity in chaos, which is really interesting because for many people, we try and turn the other way and run away from chaos. <laughs> Yet here you are saying, find opportunities, the golden nuggets. Share more about that. My husband has a saying that says that, Isabel, if there is no chaos, you will create it. <laughs> Um, I, I just believe not not only for, for where I work, obviously I work in a corporation now, I don't have my own business, but mm. even for, for entrepreneurs out there, mm. but also for small business owners, there is opportunity in the chaos. Mm. If you think about every good business idea, um, and even for me where I work is, if I look around me and look at where is the chaos point within the organization, that's where I can focus my mm. attention and know that I can have a real impact. If mm-hmm. I can bring order to the chaos, that's where the biggest impact is going to be. Or yeah. if, if you're a small business and you're looking around you and you go, where is the chaos in my environment? If you can come up 
with the solution to solve the chaos, mm-hmm. you're going to have the biggest impact. And sometimes in small businesses, if we're honest with ourselves, us as the leader can sometimes be the chaos or causing (laughs) chaos because, you know, some leaders may not necessarily be communicating well with their team. But it's it's interesting when you're you're brave enough and courageous enough to have a look at that challenge and, and that chaos, the incredible insights, because you can change things. What you don't monitor, you cannot change and improve. So those are certainly great lessons. Is there a particular incident or a time that you can think back on that you did really find an incredible opportunity in a, in a challenge, maybe a recent challenge that it's come up? Well, where we work, there's, there's chaos all around us. And obviously with technology, we're mm. able to solve a lot of the chaos. Um, and that's what make it, make it so exciting for us mm. to work um, in a place like Microsoft, mm. We can look around us and look at um, where businesses are struggling to connect better with customers or mm. that they connect, struggle to connect better with their employees and we can bring order to, mm. to that chaos. In, in small businesses especially, um, I look at you know, so many small businesses that's running on such old technology mm. and that's where I really want to focus my attention yes. is how the opportunity for us to bring to bring order to that and mm. to say, well, you know, let's talk about the vulnerability in your business, yeah. not just from a security perspective, but also around are you enabling your staff really to work the way that they mm. want to work or are you really helping them to bring their best to work every single day? And what does that mean for you? So. Yeah, that is key because when you think of the work environment, if your technology is not working effectively, you can create chaos for your team, loss of productivity. But also, I think, too, if, if something is not streamlined and functioning as well as what the team would like, that really deflates their whole uh, approach, doesn't it? And even too, if we talk about the business and creating an experience for our customers, if we're not willing to track and monitor to see what is what are some bottlenecks, what's the challenges, what's the chaos, and can we create an experience that is streamlined and that customers want to, to continue to come back and, and work with our businesses, then if we're not willing to do that, we're really limiting ourselves, aren't we, as businesses, as corporate, as leaders? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Probably about two years ago, eighteen months ago, we did a we did an exercise with a small business, local small business here in Sydney, um, where we did a makeover. Mm. Um, so we went out to find a small business that really was struggling with yeah. technology, and um, and we found a small business that was really just on ten year old servers and desktops and. We went in to, to speak to them and it was small, only 10, 10 staff members. But when we went in, we found staff that was really at the end of their rope. Mm-hmm. They were crying about um, what was happening at home. And the, the owner of the business did not realize really the impact that the technology was having on his staff. Mm-hmm. Um, how they were working in the middle of the night because they can't get access to their service during daytime mm-hmm. or you know, finance man- manager that's having to work after hours. Um, and really, and she had to buy a car because she's too scared to take mm-hmm. public transport and she's had this ripple effect. And when we really started to dig in what was mm-hmm. happening with these staff, it was just horrendous. And we implemented a whole makeover for for this business, and you know, it took us probably the better part of four months mm. to to make all of this happen. And then we interviewed them. Yes. At the end of it, and not only did we see um, 
but the self were happier, but we we saw that they were different. Mm. There was this lift of uh, being more self-confident. They carried themselves differently. And I actually wrote a blog after that to say that technology is like chimney shoes mm-hmm. for for staff members because it's like wearing a pair of great high heels all yes. of a sudden you carry yourself differently mm-hmm. and you have confidence and it's it's really worth thinking about mm. the impact that technology can have on your staff yeah does. i think it 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 can impact in such positive ways in every aspect of the business a number of my colleagues are involved in the tech they're, they're more the repair people they said if your computer takes five minutes longer to start up and you times that through how many times you start your computer through the day through the week yeah. through the month through the year if you add that up that's just one staff member times that by 10 or yeah. how many staff it's costing you Alone. not just productivity but yeah. all of that so it, it definitely is worthwhile looking at all of those opportunities in the chaos one other thing last thing i'd love to discuss is vulnerability is not a weakness and this is something that's often debated because you know typically we thought that vulnerability as a leader we don't want to be seen as vulnerable but you say in actual fact it's not a weakness so share a little bit more about that um this is a a lesson that i've had to learn Mm. um i grew up with with two brothers, I was um, the only daughter and the youngest, to make it even worse. But I grew up in a very small town um, with only three three schools, and I ended up going to a school for boys, mm-hmm. which is um, probably a very surprising fact because I'm actually a girl. Um, <laughs> but we were 28 girls in a school for boys, so I grew up in a very male-dominant environment where vulnerability was frowned upon. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, boys just didn't tolerate it. They didn't to- tolerate girls crying. They didn't uh, tolerate, um, you know, gossiping or any of those things. So mm. I really grew up for a very long time just conversing with with men mm. and learning to to act and react in a very kind of kind of male way. Mm. Um, so entering into the workplace um, I brought all of that with me and it was and it was an adjustment adjustment for me to understand that I didn't have to be as tough as males Mm. um, that it was okay for me to be vulnerable and to show that you know I'm human Mm. um, that there's a lot going on in my life that yes I can be a very very effective leader within the business Mm -hmm. um, and you know, be very effective in the work that I do um, and kick all of the goals, yeah. but still have a tough day and not lose the respect of my colleagues for having a tough day. Yeah. And admit when I make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And then when I do, I actually, I, I got the respect of my colleagues, but I also um, got the empathy of my mm. colleagues. Yes. And and that's an important component. We're not robots. No. And you know, I've spoken to many women who have been in environments unfortunate environments very much what you described when you went to to school and as women particularly we do like those relationships where we can you know share something and not have to lock things away and and constantly be operating at you know an accelerated level and and even it's unhealthy for men we will often get to a point where we'll just crash out if we don't take a step back and allow ourselves to create the space where we can show empathy have empathy return to us and have that vulnerability 
It's not healthy and um, not many people know this, but when I was running my small business, so this is a number of years, I've lived in this country for almost nine years, um, which means, uh, so I started my small business in 2002 and I sold it in 2006. Mm -hmm. And uh, a year before I sold it, my dad committed suicide. Mm -hmm. And through all the time that that happened, I never shared any of it. Mm -hmm. My dad died, my, my son was born three weeks later, my dad died. And, um, and all that time, I never let anybody in. Mm -hmm. And two weeks later, I was back at work. Yeah, and I just marched on, and everybody said, "Now are you okay?" Of course, mm. I'm okay. Let's mm. move on, people. It's work to be done, so I rest to be paid. Let's get on with it. And a year later, I completely collapsed, mm. and um, everything in my body was depleted. Everything yeah. was depleted. There was just nothing left. Adrenaline, cortisone, everything was completely depleted. That's why I say we're not robots. No, it's Some, important. Sometimes isn't it, to bad things happen. Yeah, and. We spend so much time working mm. and in the relationships that we have with our colleagues, it's important to let them in mm. and say, sometimes say, you know what, I'm hurting. Mm -hmm. um, bad things happen and yeah. I'm hurting. Yeah. And I think as a leader, um, you know, thank you for sharing that example. I mean, that's just what, what um, for someone who may be listening today who finds herself in exactly that same situation, I think as a leader, through modelling that, you create an environment in which your team feels safe and feels validated that if they are having a, an issue or something that's happening that's really impacting them, that they feel confident enough to approach you or their team, other team members, and to be able to say something and not bottle that away. Because ultimately, you don't want your team getting like that either. So modeling that as a leader and leading Absolutely. by example is... Um, yeah, you know, going through it, um, I think there was uh, there was a lot of um, a lot of my, my staff at the time and my customers at the time that had this um, reluctant admiration for mm. what I was doing and thinking, you know, what an amazing strong woman. And no, I wasn't amazing strong. Mm. What I was doing was saying to my staff that if I can get through this and not day, take a day off, then you should be able mm. to do that. And that's not the message you want to send. What I was doing was I was cruel to, to, to my family. Mm. I was cruel, cruel to my newborn baby. I was cruel to my mom who was going through a horrible time. Mm. I was cruel to myself. And eventually I paid the price on every single level and across all of those relationships. Mm. And I was so cruel to myself mm. to set that example. Mm. So mm. you think you're brave, you're not brave. Mm. That's no. not good leadership to do that. So yeah. it was a tough lesson for me to learn. Mm. And, um, you know, these days I, you know, I'm a, I'm a lot kinder, mm. um, I think, to everyone around me, but especially to myself. Yeah. In the lesson that you've learned, I mean, what a trage tragedy to have to experience. As you're sharing that story, I can really see that you bring so many more insights and wisdom to how you're now operating and we see as a leader and I think, you know, the examples that we set and how we lead by example can impact positively 
and incredibly um, well or on the opposite effect too. So, you know, bringing that to your team, I'm sure, then enables them to lead by example because everyone's a leader in some form of oh, of the organisation, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, you've shared so many great insights. Is there any last advice or principles or wisdom that you want to share before we close the, the show? Well, one of the, one of the things that you asked me before we spoke about um, how do I feel about women in business? And this is, this is something in, um, that I get asked about all the time. And I get asked to these forums about women in business and mm. discussion groups about women in business. And I've shared with you that I didn't grow up in a, in a much female-led environment. Mm. You know, I sit in these forums and I listen to, to women talking about their experiences. And my advice to women is ban the words it's because I'm a woman, mm. out of your vocabulary. It's not because you're a woman. Don't assume it is because you're a woman because you will rob yourself of so many opportunities to learn if your assumption is it's because I'm a woman. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nine times out of 10, it's not. No. I, I am yet in my career to experience a job that I didn't get, an opportunity I didn't get, a behavior that was displayed because I was a woman. Mm. However, I have plenty of examples where I didn't get a role, didn't get an opportunity because of plenty of other reasons mm. that had nothing to do with the fact that I was a woman. Yeah, yeah. But I think there's there is a focus on um, you know behaviors around women in business. Mm -hmm. And I'm not disagreeing that there are elements of that. But I do think we need to be a little bit careful to not over-rotate on mm -hmm. it, especially as we have young people coming into the workplace and then them jumping to conclusions yes. that everything that happens yeah. to me is because I'm a woman. Mm -hmm. No, it's not, honey. No, you need to change that frame of mind, don't you? Didn't get the role, okay, maybe I need to do some more training. Maybe I need to to practice my, my interview skills or whatever it might be. Be curious and ask yes. the questions. Mm. Go and ask, you know, why, why, why did that happen? Go yes. and ask the five whys. Yes, yes. <laughs> be very curious about it and be willing to hear the reasons. Mm. Um, but in my experience, and this is 25 years in working in mm. corporates, mm -hmm. very often it's got nothing to do with the fact that you're a woman. No, that's right. Well, thank you so much for sharing your insights today, Isabel. It really has been a pleasure and honour. And thank you very much for asking me. It's been awesome to meet you. So as I've done over the last few shows, I'm inviting one of my fellow Microsoft brand ambassadors to share a tech tip, how we can use technology, whether it be Microsoft Surface, an app, or even a process in order to help us streamline our business because we're always looking at optimizing our efficiency. Now, if you are a Microsoft Surface Pro user or you've got a favorite app that you are using in a way that really has streamlined your business, let me know. We will do a shout out on the show to say thank you. Just send an email to podcast at annemariecross.com. Let's dive into today's tech tip. So today we welcome back Megan Yemmer from Tech Coach HQ. Welcome Megan. What tip do you have for us today? I'm 
looking at a tool uh, that Microsoft has developed called Power BI. It's P-O-W-E-R-B-I.com. And what it is, is it's a visualization tool for your data. And the reason I like this, I've got uh, shown this when I was up at the Microsoft office last week, is that being a business owner, I sometimes struggle with figures and numbers. But when it's in pretty graphs and data visualization is in images, I understand my data so much better. And we just did a really basic setup. Uh, you just need to have a Microsoft account. You can actually connect your Google Analytics. And that's what we did. And it's so good to be able to see what my data looks like in this format because I can see, you know, page views and things like that. Yes, I can see go into the Google Analytics, but I also can connect to other services, which is a really cool thing. So, for example, if you're a zero client, you can connect. They're called service pack uh, and you add those in. So, for example, um, you might have Google Analytics. The other, Some of the other examples for small business owners might be uh, MailChimp. Uh, Insightly is a CRM that they've got listed. Uh, some of the other bigger Microsoft products, Microsoft Project Online, things like Office 365. So there's actually there's actually quite a few Salesforce if you use Salesforce. So there's actually quite a few, but I just like that you can bring all those data visualizations into one place. Mm. Because the reality is, if we can check the health of our business really easily and understand it, we're going to be able to work more on the business than in the business. Mm. And just like it's so important to track our financial figures, as you said, it's really important to check our analytics. Where's our traffic coming from, you know, from what's working really well, let's continue to do that. What's not working really well, what can we change to, to maybe boost it? Or maybe it's something that uh, we put on the site. We don't know those things. We can't take action and decide on, on, you know, strategies unless we're monitoring. So this sounds like a really great tool. Can you share that? link again with everyone powerbi.com so p-o-w-e-r-b-i.com fantastic and uh, we know that you are love things all tech if someone's having an issue or a problem how can they reach out to you so they can go to my website at www.techcoachhq.com.au they can also find me at megs amanda on twitter or megan a yammer on instagram and I have a great Facebook group called Tech Made Simple, which they are more than welcome to join. It's technology to help small to medium-sized business startups and entrepreneurs. Fantastic. Thanks again, Megan. Thank you for having me. Are you attending numerous networking events, but you're struggling to get results that you want? Go ahead and grab my free Network with Confidence checklist. How to network and communicate with confidence so you can grow your network, your relationships, your business and your career. There's lots of different tips and strategies within that checklist. Suggested icebreakers so that you can start a meaningful conversation, even with people you have not met before. How to create a powerful introduction that entices people to want to know more about you and your business. Business. Also, how to respond to this difficult question. So tell me more about your business so you can answer it confidently and continue to create interest in your work and so much more. How do you grab that list? Just go to the link www.annemariecross.com forward slash network with confidence checklist. annemariecross.com forward slash network with confidence checklist so you can start networking with confidence. 
Well, that brings us to the end of another episode. I do hope you will join me again next week. Remember, if you haven't already, go and subscribe to our iTunes channel. The link is annemariecross.com forward slash podcast iTunes. By subscribing to our channel, this means that you're going to be the very first person who learns about each new episode that we release so that you can continue to be inspired and empowered each and every week, just like you were today, I'm sure, through listening to Isabel. That link again is annemariecross.com forward slash podcast podcast iTunes. While you're over there, we would love it if you would leave a comment and a rating as well that allows us to get our message out into the ears of as many other women who are up to great stuff. So see you again next week. Have a fabulous week, everyone. Bye for now. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.